Ready, set, whoa. Welcome to the show. Today we're featuring Hux, owner of Boogie Mob, DJ and producer, and a whole list of just other crazy things. What's going on, bro? Yo, what's good, Wasani? I'm so honored to be here. Wody, what's goody? <sighs> Feels so good to have you on the show, man. Ew. SoCal, another beautiful day, obviously. This shit's so with us. It's like January. <laughs> Like it's 65 like, degrees and shit. People are surfing. <laughs> I love that shit, man. Wow. Did you grow up in SoCal? I did not. I uh, I grew up on the outer banks of North Carolina. Um, obviously, a lot of people know about it because of the show that just came out on Netflix. Um, but it's just a chain of barrier islands off the coast. Super small population. We fish and we surf and like that's about it. And then what brought you out here? So I came out, uh, I came out to California after I went to college and I came out here primarily for music, but it was, it was something I kind of just put up into the universe. I applied to a bunch of jobs, just like random entry level positions, like 40 of them across like five U.S. cities on the western half of the U.S. And it just so happened that San Diego, um, was the place I got a job. It was in Del Mar. I'm like, dude, this is fucking prime. And yeah. And it just, I mean, obviously I've always wanted to move to California. Um, for one, just like the culture and shit, but also too, because of the beach, like everything's on the coastline, especially SoCal and there's good surf out here and been ever on the East coast. So doing something new mixed with music it like, this was just the proper place to be. It just aligned like that with the stars. And I just went with it never been here before and drove here <laughs> pulled to up just like moved up. here like the first time i've ever been here so yeah that's it happens to a lot of people yeah bro there's a lot of transplants out here so you would say the beach is probably that kind of that median between home and and like the beach and the coast is like the main reason why you're like San Diego. That's tight. I know I can surf there. I know I can still fish there, you know, yeah. similar. But when you got here, especially to San Diego, first impressions, you were just like, yeah, this is home. This is it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, this is home. I will put roots in San Diego. Like this is San Diego's the best. I feel man. that. I I've been a lot same. of places and this is like the dank of the dank, you know? Yes. We're very blessed here, yeah. most definitely. But that median, for sure, the beach for me is home. I, I love the beach. Dude, the like, ocean is like... It's so healing, and it's something that's always been a part of my life. It's something I've always been just, I don't know, so flabbergasted by. Like, it's so much unknown out there. <laughs> right. And the unknown, like, my brain works in crazy ways and, like, constantly be thinking and shit. So it's like the unknown is something that interests me. It intrigues me. And the ocean, it's like forever moving. It's forever exactly. changing. Constant it's motion. constant yep. motion. And it's like, especially with surfing, there's there's not Swell. one way that ever breaks the same. There's not one. And I think that that is so cool. Or like, you know, you can skate the same half pipe a million times. And yep. you can try different stuff over and over and over again. But like when you surf, like it's hard to like really get good at it. You have to put a lot of time and effort into the water because it's like, you catch a wave. What? How long are you on the wave? Maybe ten three, seconds. Three, three, five, yeah, three seconds, five three. seconds, ten yeah. seconds. You know. So it's like to get good at something where you're only having ten second intervals of, you know, like that's crazy, man. It so is. that's something that's always interested me. And just, bro, I love the ocean. Like that's my happy place. Like that's 
that's my escape from reality outside of the studio. I think that's something me and you can really connect on. One hundred percent. For me, growing up, um, closest to Laguna Beach, but for Surf City, really Huntington Beach is a special place for me. Growing up, surfing Bolsa Chica with my dad and Sick. having family ties in HB Huntington Surf and Sport. Big shout out to everything that's going on down in Huntington Beach. Really, the surf capital of the world. Uh, I will argue against any other city. Um, you. But yeah, man, the the beach is so special. Being able to ride with mother nature right away whether it's body <laughs> surfing insane. boogie boarding anything just being in there it's it's a really yeah. therapeutic and that's why i get why people surf every day because it's just their form of therapy and meditation mm-hmm. being out in the water and doing it that. is man so it's great it's a uh, yeah try not to take it for granted i remember the when i had the realization that we are so blessed to be along the coastline out of everybody just in the united states how much coast there is compared to how much land there is everywhere <laughs> oh. else and Thank you, mom, for coming out from Ohio to have me in California. Um, that shout is a blessing. And it's out, yeah, shout out, Julie. <laughs> like, I love you so much. Like, um, yeah, so I, I really, I think my first question for you was, where did kind of the music inspiration really cultivate and start from? Was it just jamming CDs and, and, and tunes when you were young, always like discovering music? Or where did your love for music really kind of start? Um, my parents. Okay. My parents are big music heads and like, they just always, they always told us like, instead of taking you guys on like crazy vacations, we'd rather take you to like concerts and sports games and give you experiences of life. And so, I mean, from a young age, been going to concerts and like have always been attracted to that. And it's like, dude, I'm a huge music head. My library is like really vast through multiple generations and stuff because of my parents, like. My dad pulled us out of school for two days to go see the Rolling Stones when I was in fifth grade. Little brother's in third. The other one's like, you know, kindergarten. And, like, we're going to the Stones. So stuff like that. And, you know, my parents introduced Outkast to me. Like, you know, when Speaker Box and Love Below came out that summer, that was, like, all my parents listened to for, like, two months in the car. Mom or dad's car. Both had the CD in and, like, that was just like, that was a big thing for us as a family. It was just like bonding over music. So because of having that background, I've always wanted to be in the industry. And, you know, like sixth grade, like stealing the Wu-Tang book from the library and like holding on to things and studying that and just like going through just a lot of old school hip hop. Um, I've always been a rap fan, but just going through old school hip hop and just like this shit is dope. And that's a big thing for me right now. I'm not hating on anyone's craft or anything, but like we need more dank music. And I feel like there's, there's more shitty music than there is dank music out right now. And it's like, let's make music dank again. People lost the intention of like the music. They did. started chasing what was behind it. Exactly. The lifestyle that was coming around. 100%. There's a lot of greed behind it. And also too, I mean, it's, I guess, I don't actually, I'm not going to say that's fun, but like just talking about shit that isn't applicable to most every person's life is like, it's a fantasy world. And so it's like. Yeah, you can put a good beat behind anything, but like lyrics are like a real vocal aspect that you can like really send messages on and like really create and plant seeds to like where things actually could change. There's so much influence with music. So that's like another thing I've been attracted to. 
Um, and just that's like that's where I feel most comfortable with myself is like making music or like performing music or writing music and I don't know it's just <laughs> that's my shit man I think that's something I really appreciate about you as a as an artist as a DJ um, and as a producer is that your your ability for local for vocals on your tracks when you're performing you know you're not afraid to pick up the mic and like no, you have I love like I love your raw just flow that you have I really like appreciate your style that, really like your sound I've always been a fan um, but I think that's kind of what diversi diversifies you in this scene in San Diego and all across is just your ability to really just make something like different and raw and like your sounds are very, very unique. And I appreciate anybody that, that hasn't checked out Hunt Huck's music on Spotify, all streaming platforms definitely needs to take a look because yeah, peep that. it's gas. All my, <laughs> all my homies make dank music. I'm, raw I'm, sit I'm sitting with just amazing musicians right now. I'm so stoked Hi, to be a, I'm just so stoked to be a hype man for my two boys hey. right here because we're looking fresh, we're looking good. Like this is a this is a cool little group we got right here. Yeah, since I've known you, it's only been about a year now that I got introduced to you through Poppy. Yeah, and that whole scene Shout of people. Like all I've known about you is that you've been a DJ. You've been DJing for like what ten years now. Yeah, years? Um, it's like a long exactly. Like eight years since 2014, been DJing, um, been producing the same time. I started DJing and, and producing at the, time. at the same time. So eight years. So eight the belt. years, yeah. What wow. are some of the biggest or just your favorite festivals that you've performed at or been to? Bro, Lightning in a Bottle is like one of my favorite festivals of all time. Um, I've been to a lot of festivals all over the country, um, through the Midwest, the South, and definitely on the west coast as well but like that festival is so special to me and i don't think there's anything that really compares because it's like you cover all aspects of any walk of life mm -hmm. like dude yeah you can go and get faded there and like do that but they also have stuff that they have AA meetings there. They have professors from top-level colleges across the country coming in and teaching mindful workshops that, you know, if you're new to it, it's not, it doesn't seem fugazi. It's not, like, in question. It's things that really make sense. And I think the transformational aspect of that festival is so special. Um, another thing, they have like a kids area. Like if you yeah. go with your family, you can you bring your kids. kids and you can drop them off. And it says like all, it says something like all parent, like all parents must be accompanied by children to like enter this area. Like dude, and just stuff like that. Also with all the art installations and the music and the food and like, that is uh that's my favorite festival i'm so glad you said that because i think yeah. wasani and i can both agree 100 percent. i've been to six libs if like, you haven't been to a lightning in a bottle we will see you there Please this go. year in 2022 yeah. i don't know about huck same but no, I, are I'm, you gonna, there. Gonna go. oh, okay. I'm gonna go for sure not performing though oh, okay. but yeah, I mean, just, you'll probably be thrown down a set somewhere <laughs> at the, the Woe Renegade. I'm sure. The Woe Renegade pop up will oh, definitely no, come through. He like, Hux will that. be headlining. No, we're sure. definitely doing that, bro. That would be so fun. <laughs> a little late night spin sesh. Wow. Yeah, man. I don't know. I love Lib. Cool. Um, That's there's another notch. really cool fest I went to back in like 2013 called Buku Fest in New Orleans. That's something else that's always stood out to me. It was like. 
in Masquerade Town, I think is what it's called. And it's where they keep all the New Orleans Mardi Gras floats. So there's like all these hmm. crazy floats and shit that everywhere right cool. on the river. Like, um, I like New Orleans and a lot. stuff like that, like settings of festivals that are like really intricate and unique. Electric Forest is fire as fuck too. Like that festival is insane, bro. Um, there's a lot of good events out there and, all these events going to these events from like 2012 to like 2015 when I like really was doing my Midwest South um, festival circuit stuff. Like always I was like, I'm going to be playing these festivals. I'm going to be a main stage artist. And you're on your way. Sure. Yeah. Like things are starting to get put together, but I've been putting eight years into I, this. Exactly. There's a time. lot of work. There's a lot of time that goes into that craft. And I don't know. It's it's one of those things that you just, I believe so strongly in it that like, I'm never going to give up. Like this shit is going to happen. It's going to happen. So there's like no other way with it. You can tell that you love it too, dude. You have such a passion for it. Like straight up. Love this shit, bro. You're thriving in the studio every time you're in it and you're creating magical experiences yeah. with people live dude i get so hype off that man and that's the thing is it's like yeah it's cool i guess to be big and all to where you can like have your music heard on like a large number but like even if my shit was never heard which it's gonna get heard but even if it never did just those like magical moments with people that i trust and people that i love is like unmatched like that raw like harness of like special congruent energy is just it's like wow no i love being on stage too that's definitely my favorite love that part shit <laughs> love that shit bro that new year's set like that was so fun us doing Ooh. that was such a vibe that shit was proper how much yeah. weed was rolled into that goodness. that was a wasani special right that there. was bro that shit was so hard that this, <laughs> that shit was fun man. that was easy we plotted that out too i'm like kim wasani up there for i'm like bro we gotta bring out a big joint when we do this like let them know it's good my dumb ass goes into like the sound check high as shit and i'm like yo do you think it's cool if we like smoke in here which i have no idea what the fuck i asked that but the dude was like no like you can't be doing that in here Never, <laughs> never relayed the information to Asani. Just let it fucking rip, and dude, they oh, didn't yeah. say a word. Bro. Fuck that! Not when you're on stage, nah, bro. Yeah, I'm trying to pub when I'm on a pub. You know, what are you gonna do? Cake it out of my <laughs> yeah, hand exactly. mid like performance? <laughs> like, I think that really says a lot about the the boogie mob mentality. <laughs> um, I think that's something we need to touch on a little bit. Yo, shout out boogie mob. Yeah, why don't you go ahead and give us a little bit about boogie mob, man? How you know that. Can to be so i uh it's probably like 2018 and i had ran i'd gone to this random party one night and at this party met some other people who were who were trying to continue the party going when the person that i went with was trying to go home so i was like yo i'm just gonna kick it with these cats uh ended up doing like a full send and in this full sin, like the next morning, at like 9 a.m., I met I met this kid, <laughs> Shane. Instantly vibe with Shane. Shout out, Shane. Shout out, Shane. <laughs> but I met Shane, and 
I was like, yo, this kid's cool as fuck. I didn't, at this point in time, I didn't know that many people in San Diego, especially in the music scene, because I'd been living in North County and just doing all my own shit, making my own music, doing mixes, like, but not knowing anybody to like really show it to. I see. Just still working on my craft, but randomly met Shano. Shano's like, bro, I'm going to introduce you to a lot of people. And shit, and we ended up, I think, like a week later, went and saw Troy Boy at Park. Yeah. And let's go. at Troy Boy at Park, I'm like, bro, this is the fucking move. We should do a collective and throw bass events. And so I'd asked him if he knew any places, and he was like, bro, you gotta meet Nikki. You gotta meet Nikki. Shout out Nikki. Boom. And so me, Nikki, Shane, finally, like, all get to kick it together, and. Real quick side story. When I met Nikki, we're in this party, like, rolling blunts, and this Nikki fucking comes in. And Nikki's like, yo, what's good? Has his own blunt. We light up, and we start, like, playing dice in the middle of the kitchen of this fucking party, bro. And it's like, we're, dude, we're so sauced. And I was like, this this is the coolest crew ever right now. <laughs> I'm like, this is the coolest crew, Nikki and Shano. So we brought Nikki on board, but... We decided to do a collective and throw a base event. So I asked Shane, I'm like, where the fuck we sh should we do this? He suggested this place, Avenue and PB. And so we went and had a meeting with Travis over there. And Travis was like, I don't really fuck with bass music, but I'll give you guys a shot. We're like, fuck yeah. So we we booked, who did we book? We booked Oren uh, from Kino Village. We booked Malad um, from Afternoon Umbrella Friends. And who else? We... My mind's blanking right now uh -oh. um, to, on, on who else we booked. It doesn't really matter. But we threw that event. We partnered with uh, these cats, Versal Clothing Company, and had them do some merch there and shit. Yeah. And, bro, it was a success. Like, we crushed the bar. Like, we had a line out the door. That place was jam-packed. And that was really the birth of Boogie Mom. Um I had created this name when I was in prison in like 2014. It was like, um, I want to I wanna have a crew called Boogie Mafia. So when so when we were thinking of the name, I brought it up to Shano. And Shane's like, have yeah, fuck with that. But I feel like it could be changed. And then Nikki was like, what we call the Boogie Mob. And so there it was. And so there it was. It clicked instantly in my head. I'm like, that's fucking gangster. Like, that is G as fuck. And it really speaks on who we are. And, you know, fast forward like two and a half, no, fast forward like three years. I took like an afternoon nap one day and dreamed of this logo that we now have, which is our logo, our Boogie Mob logo, and dreamed of it, woke up, drew it immediately, and then like put it on like my design app. And whoa. Yeah, and I don't know, bro. There's just there's just been a lot of divine shit about this and the timing of everything happening. It's it's literally like in a constant like uphill flow. Like there's been nothing really with music that's ever made me go like downhill yeah. or like get stopped at a certain point. Like there's all it's always forever moving up. And so with having a lot of time, it be doing that. It's been like you believe more and more and more into it to where it's like this shit's gonna happen like what's gonna stop this and that's kind of where we're at with boogie mom um 
We've done a lot of events. I was gonna say the 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 first boogie mob, and I think the only one I went to was at Revel Revel. Yeah, and, and that night was super lit. Yeah, like, bro, that's that we was sold out like, Revel, bro. No, of course. That like, was the first event we ever did there. Shout out Sam, she's great at Revel Revel. That was a really fun. Shout night. out Revel. Yeah, that venue's a really special place for us. Um, then you threw the Charles show. Yeah, and then the Charles show at Music Box. He had a partnership with Music so Box. Fun, Wow. Yeah, bro, that show was really special. R.I.P. Charles, man. That was my favorite producer all the time. When we first started Boogie Mob, I don't know. When I used to get faded, I'd, like, go off the deep end with my ideas. And I, at the time, was like, I'm going to book Charles the first. I'm going to book in. You know, we're at, like, a house party, like, 6 a.m. And people are like, yeah, I don't know about all that <laughs> nah. and all this shit. And then yeah. next thing you know, like, Two years later, we fucking, we do Charles the First, which was a huge show for us, man. That was a big thing. Um, I partnered with one of my really close friends, Jesse Rizzuto, on that with What's the Move. Shout out, Jesse. Um, and Jesse was a huge key component in that event happening. If it wasn't for Jesse and I together, it wouldn't have happened. And so, like I said, he was a key component, and we made that show happen and it was really special, man. I feel really honored to have been able to host Charles the first, um, even in general, but especially after him passing, it was the first time he'd ever been to San Diego to play a show. Um, we had one of his close friends, uh, player Dave on that show. Yep. We all got to connect personally. Yeah. We all got to connect personally. He came over to the crib after like that was, that was a really special night, man. And it was, that was a big thing for, that was a big accomplishment for me for boogie mob. Um, to host a big major event like that. And, you know, again, shout out What's the Move. Like, that show was really, really special. Man. No, we appreciate you for tagging in, tagging us in. Oh, that. always, bro. I'm so glad y'all vended out there. And we, the we made the hoodies. Like, like, bro, there was some really cool shit about that project, man. Really cool top shit. Top to bottom. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I that, love that you guys accepted to do that and wanted to do that and... That was pretty standout to me, dude. Honestly, again, with the length of amount of time we've known each other, but just right away we knew like the amount of seriousness that we're on, you know, yeah. and we're really focused in on our crafts right now. Like we just immediately knew the connection was going to be like, let's do everything we can to help each exactly. other out. Which is, and, I love that, bro. Yeah. I was been, telling Haley about that the other day. Um, just how I love relationships like that, that are so balance with give and take and just like mutual like bro just understandment like you know i'm gonna do anything you call me anytime any day and hit me with any question and i would be right there and do anything i could and i know that that's reciprocated and shit like that is those are the types of relationships that are really special to me you know especially in a cutthroat industry man like you gotta trust your you gotta trust people around you and be with your trusted people and I love seeing homies be doing progression and we don't step on each other's toes, man. We're like, right. And I love that, bro. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people who, who are cool with each other and then toast, I guess, start to get stepped on and people trip about it, man. But like, I love that we're both in our own lanes cruising and they intertwine constantly, like constantly, bro. Yes. Yeah, we're growing together. Growing know? together, one hundred percent, man. As humans, as artists, yeah. as spiritual beings, like, bro, I'll have you guys a part of anything I do, man. That's like no straight up. This is a this that's is on a, bond for real. This is really it. So, are you gonna? What's like a 
another manifestation that you want to work on as far as a collaboration or really, I guess, any type of project? I mean, what are you working on right now? So my biggest, one of my biggest music goals for 2022 is to come out with a track that's fully produced by me, written by me, mixed, mastered, engineered. Everything is like me. Okay. That gets numbers, that gains traction. I don't know how high that traction is, but to where people start to relate my name with like a specific track, not just that I can DJ or that I play shows in San Diego, but like actually put out like a really quality record that gets traction, that gets numbers, that portrays exactly the vision I'm trying to like open up right now into the music industry. So that's like a big goal for me. Um, I like setting goals, but I like setting obtainable goals. You know, I'm a big dreamer as everybody knows, like I'd be thinking of the biggest shit, but when it comes to goal setting, you know, something I've learned recently is there's a lot of steps that go into that. So making obtainable goals, build subconscious confidence and it's like taking those types of steps will get me to a point to be able to do that. I'm about to uh, about to have like a big surgery that's going to clear out my sinuses. So my whole voice is about to be sounding different and shit because of like me being sober for a period of time and like really taking my Congratulations. health. Appreciate that. Yeah, like man. taking my health under like really high consideration. And this surgery is going to happen in like three weeks. And when it does, after recovery, it's, yeah, I, I don't really know what to expect from it because I haven't heard my normal voice in so long. But it's like being able to record and not sound nasally and shit, bro. Like, we're about to turn I mean, a whole new sounds, page. It's a whole yeah. new page, bro. <laughs> like, so the music you make right now is mm-hmm. bass music. Correct. Yeah. So I had this whole thing like I love bass music. I always have. And I don't necessarily, though, make bass beats. Okay. I The beats that I make are more hip hop beats or like lo-fi. So you're going to be hip-hop. versatile. So I definitely want to be versatile. But my end to the music industry is through the electronic world. DJing. And, if, and, and if I love bass music. You're going to play that. And I'm going to play that. And I've also started to incorporate with my songs having bass drops on the second half of it or at the beginning and rapping with it. So I'm blending both genres, hip hop and bass music. And I call it this thing hood bass. It's hip hop influence electronic music. And it's like me doing that. I get to spread my craft that I'm nice with a mic but also with a like specific sound that's hip hop influenced bass music. I work a lot with a producer named Lou Said and Lou and I mesh real well together, especially in the studio. Um, I love working with Lou, but he uh, he's really nice with the bass beats. Oh my so God, me getting on the mic Filthy. with it and us having like him cover that, me cover the vocal and the hip hop side of it. Um, we've been making a lot of really special music that's just different. Like where people are like, what do you even call this? And that's, I fucking love that. 
Yeah. I love where people are like, what what genre even is this? That's letting me know that people hearing it have never heard this type of shit before. It's different. And I think that that's a big play in the music industry, man, is like having something different, having something unique, having something that's Mm -hmm. like solely... When someone hears my shit, I want them to be able to like, oh, that sucks. No off the bat, just because of either the beat or because of the vocal. And that's something I'm like really trying to reach towards. So that's like another goal I'm trying to have this year is really honing in and developing my unique sound that's consistent. Yeah, when I first got introduced to bass music, growing up with hip hop and listening to the lyrics and loving that aspect of it and then hearing the bass and I was like, oh, gosh, I need to blend this. But that was bro, you know, back in like 2014, 13, yeah, when bro. I was just getting started listening to that. That was when I had the idea, too, bro. So that's, I think that's another reason why I'm just so you on top of your the shit. Because I'm just like, you that's see it, such a nice combination of two sounds. You know? Yeah. They flow, they flow really well. Exactly, yeah. They do. It's like, yeah. And there are people who have put out tracks that are rapping over bass music. And I fuck with that, man. This shit sounds clean. ASAP Rocky did Wild for the Night with Skrillex like 10 years ago, you know? And that was a banger. And that was a banger, but never went any further than that. So it's like, I think diving more into some melodic bass with hip hop is a really cool vibe. But I've always thought about like, Think about having a number one rap track that has a a dope bass drop in it. Or like so that's something I'm trying to get to is being on the forefront of hip hop music but with my electronic twist on it. Respect. Makes sense. Being able yeah. to be on in two different markets at the same time. You know, I don't feel like that's stretching myself too thin. It's just two different charts. Yeah, and you can keep it really lyrical because I feel like a lot of the combinations that we hear now are just like you hear a little hook or something. Exactly. There's not not like like steady bars. Exactly. And I think a lot when I write and shit. Yeah, I see you. You you actually write your shit down. That's another thing, too, that artists nowadays, most of them don't. Yeah, which, I mean, I respect anyone's craft and the way they make it, but for me... I think that's what answers the question of why is there so much repetitive, exactly. obnoxious, easy to easy say. to say, easy to rhyme bullshit right. on yeah. fucking really dope beats. Like you're wasting <laughs> these dope ass beats with this same hook you're saying eight times. Like whatever. It's I, commercial. Not, it's yeah. commercial though. But that's, that's trash why. to me, bro. The fact that's just that what it, happened. Though. It is, and it, and it is commercial. Not, I'm not backing them. I'm just like. 100 percent. that's what happened when it big is. money gets involved and you can just but do it's whatever. like what type of message are people actually trying to push out there if that's what they think is oh good. it's becoming the culture <laughs> it is the culture now and look what our culture yeah. is right now it's like so i kind of need to pick it up i want to shake things up a little bit so yeah i mean dude i've been getting introduced to a lot of conscious rap Conscious tight. Good stuff. But it's got a stigma with it. So it's like, how do you make conscious rap that's also doesn't have that stigma behind it? Right. No, sadly. And there's a lot of people who are nice with it. We're breaking the veil. Slowly but surely, honestly. Slowly but surely. The craft is getting honed. I had another question for you, Alex. In the dream scenario that you could grab any hip hop artist, DJ in a in a collab. Like who would that be for you? Like if no no money option. Um, Mac. Bring him back. 
Mac Are you Miller. serious? Yeah. Out of any artist, oh my goodness. it would be wow. it would be Mac. So you wow. so you're not gonna work with anybody then that's currently alive. Um if I had to pick anybody, that would be. Yeah, yeah. But for somebody but. who's alive, I think it'd be really sick to work with Troy Boy. I think it'd be sick to lay some dope He's bars one of my over like a raw Troy Boy beat. I can honestly see that happening. No, me that too. would be really For sick. Sure. That would be really sick. Oh, that's happening. No, it's I already. Think we can make that. The universe hey, already hey, that would be that would be huge. Um, also, too, like I'm trying to think who else I'd want to work with. Who would you make a beat for? If you said you said Troy Boy would be cool because you would rap on that, yeah. but if you could make a beat for somebody to to get on, I think it'd be sick to make a beat for J Cole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. You could make no. yo, but if you could do it or with just the to bass, work with him, if you could do it in the yeah, bass side exactly. of things to bring him into that, and I don't know, that'd I, be fun. I feel like, I mean, people fuck with dope drums you know what i'm saying you got a little wub behind it not like too yes. much yeah, exactly. but it could sound really sick like i want to bring electronic hip-hop to the forefront of hip-hop like switch it up you know like do something completely new that's on that level so this whole time that you've been making music have you been getting support from fam and like friends or like what kept you going this whole time like um what what's honestly kept me going is just myself um when it comes to support um i think it re i think it took my mom coming out here to like actually come to a festival that i played and like actually see my interactions with people because of the music thing yeah. for her to really understand like what I'm doing out here versus yeah. it just being like a hobby or like a party or something. And my mom's always giving me support, but I think because of her doing that and witnessing it and then telling the rest of my family about the experience, it's made them start to see more. So that only happened recently though. It's only happened recently. Yeah, bro. Damn. Like on some real shit, man, I love my family. Um, my parents are a little bit older and, they've just always like you go to college, you get a job and Feel like, that. and me being doing something completely for myself, like on my own and chasing the music thing, um, has taken them some time to really understand that it's like, I don't know, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that was a big turning point. Like to have like someone in my family finally see it. Like I said, my mom's always giving me support, but I'm the one who, like, every morning gets up and is like, this is what I'm fucking doing. And there's, you know, but being around like-minded people is a huge thing for me as well. Um, San Diego's a good place for San that. San Diego's a good place for that, man. Like, and there's a lot of dope people who are, like, currently, like, in my life on a frequent basis who push me to want to get better at my craft. Um you know, it's like, it's like a friendly, like match, like almost like not a competition, but like it's leveling up with other people is like a huge drive. I love seeing progression and shit. Um, and then I have amazing support from my girlfriend, like shout out Hales. I fucking love Hales. Yeah, Hales. yeah she's, she's always there. She's always there. She's so rad. She's so easygoing and just like, 
very minimal very minimal stress and a lot of support always pulling up always there like she knows how to give me like the space and time that i need to like do what i need to do and while being right there like i I don't know she's great so she's a huge support in my life um i got really good friends around yeah i can see so it's mainly just like the people around you i was blessed with a supportive mom who like pulled up to my shows when i was like 17 yeah that's huge man i mean that as as well as the peer review like i when i first started making music in high school I bought a $60 microphone, a really shitty laptop, put yeah. together some beats on YouTube, recorded myself, put it on a CD, started passing it around. And, and your mom's supporting f- it? I mean, yeah, she was like, as long as my homework's getting done, you know? And she's a professor, she's like yeah. a teacher. So that was really her, for, her main thing was like academics, you know? As long as that's being taken care of, it didn't 100%. matter, whatever. But yeah, I was super artistic from the jump. And because of giving these CDs out, kids are listening to my shit then they're letting me know a couple weeks later y'all shit is dope blah, blah. and i'm like oh really like because i was really literally just giving it out to see like yeah. what was the main person does pe- do people like what this is this cool like and people were loving it and i'm like oh my gosh okay let's keep going let's keep this going ended up doing shows by the time i was like 17 i was open up for walk a flock e40 too short yeah. andre my mom's in the crowd for the Soldier Boy, <laughs> Soldier Boy concert. Let's go. Watched Soldier there. Boy. Like, oh my <laughs> My little brother's like 11 or 12 watching me smoke a blunt on stage. Yeah, I love that. It was cool. But yeah, I was. I knew that I was fortunate to have yeah. a parent that was like, dude, I didn't go to college. Like, and my mom's a professor. Yeah. So, you know, that for her, that was like a lot of trust. A huge and I just was trust. like, I'm on this music shit. Like, yeah. I'm just focus, you know. So. It feels good having that parent perspective. Yeah. You know, that fa- it's honestly like as much as people want to be like, nah, like at that age, you care about what your parents think or even still to whatever age you are, you care about what your parents think. But yeah. it's like, it's just that validation. It's like unspoken. It's just like, okay, you, you believe that what I'm doing is actually like what I should be doing. I was there in the crowd with your mom. I didn't know yeah. that that was her literally her first time experiencing that at all. Ever, but bro. Wow. Dude, she was having so much fun. Yeah, my mom's a G, bro. I love Backstage. Mom. Yeah, bro. She's Ooh. so G, bro. And she just, uh, I don't know. She really supports my shit now just because she knows it's like, it's what makes me happy. And she told me that. She was like, she calls me Hunt. She's like, Hunt, like, I see that you were just genuinely happy with your day to day and like what you do and what you're doing. And if you have figured out a way that it works for you, then I'm stoked on that. And that is like a huge thing, you know? Um, and I'm always like, I can't wait to buy you a crib and like, <laughs> you up and like, you know, but regardless of all that, like that's what also helps me agree at times that like you know should i keep going with this should i like take a step back or whatever that like i am supposed to be doing this you know my mom's fucks with it everyone around me fucks with it it's like this is it just makes sense you know it feels good to be around you dude doing what you're doing it's a very warm vibe that you give off that's that was another thing too that was very stand out to me when i first met you in this industry like you said it's very cutthroat you were just like so genuinely showing love like and really making people feel comfortable 
yet still like on your gangster tip. You yeah, know? and I was I like, that's a hard that, balance. This guy's, you know cool. <laughs> this guy's cool. The family dinners and shit. Yeah, bro, I love that shit, man. Keeping that culture alive is great, man. I'm I'm happy you're doing what you're doing, and your focus and intentions and dreams are big for the hip hop, you know, community, and that's great. Appreciate that, yeah. bro. I'm here. I'm here to feel that with woe, and that's kind of yep. why we created this whole thing, you know, so we could just have a way to help artists. Bro, I love Woe. That's it. <laughs> y'all know, Woe shows me so much love, and it goes right back. And Yeah. Y'all got something special, man. I've always said that. Always. We appreciate it. Yeah. I think a, a big reason part. why a lot of people know Woe in San Diego is, yes. is because of you, bro. Definitely. Like, you oh, have bro. definitely put us on in a huge way, and so many people that. look up to you and your music. So to have the Woe yeah. on your head or however it is, like, just hyping it up yeah, in general. Bro, I've always, I love collabing with people. And I love being loyal to people that I collab with that mesh really well. And I've always kind of wanted to have, like, uh, in a way, like a clothing company to fuck with. Something mm. that I, like, that I really resonated with behind the clothes, the message and right. stuff. And that's why, dude, it was just such perfect timing when we tapped in, when we linked, and that's why any like anything I do, I try and get you guys to be a part of, or like reach out about it, and I just love that shit, man. Because when you guys pull up too, there's so much love, and people fuck with it so hard, and it's like I love being around people that I don't have to vouch for, or that like you know what I'm saying. Right. That I know yeah. like they're gonna they're gonna add such a presence just being involved with something else. You know, it's like connecting that dot is like a really special thing to me. I love that shit. Yeah, bringing your name up in other rooms and shit like that, just like really having your back. You know, yeah, it doesn't matter if you're that. around. Like, yeah, it's just, I love that man. I feel that love. It's solid. Yeah, San Diego warmly welcomed us, and we love it out here, man. Yeah, like we started. The woke concept in LA. We like started the business kind of side of things in Orange County. And then as soon as we just like meshed with this music out here, we were like, oh my gosh, this is, like, this is the place for us. Bro, San Diego's hot right now, man. Yes. It's super hot. And that's a lot the thing. of cool artists coming out. There's here a right lot now. of cool artists, bro. And that's the thing is it's like San Diego's always been LA's little brother. But <laughs> yeah. like, but San Diego is way more beautiful. The people are danker. There's, like, more closeness yes. to the beach. It's, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, man. There's something really it. special about here. And I think, like, there's a lot of artists that have come out of San Diego and stuff. Um, you know, I'm not hating on anybody, but, like, some one-hit wonder shit. Like, there's no one who's, like, crowned San Diego who's, like, True. held that spot down for a long period of time. And Desert Hearts, you know, maybe. Yeah, Desert Hearts um, in that space. They're yeah, but they're they're in like they're in a small space. Right. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's not like and nothing against their movement. Their no, shit's tight, man. They, they've done something really. They took a scene and really made it. Like the house scene is the house scene in San Diego because of Desert yes. Hearts. Um, I'm just in a different lane. Um, yeah. My yeah, just I don't know. They're they're in their own land. I'm just saying in like a hip hop realm or like I mean there's people who have claimed it but like no, you, yeah, you need really. two you need two different sides of the festival to go to. You yeah, know what exactly. I'm saying? You gotta hit this up for a little bit, have that house and then also have your bass music. Because yeah. if you don't you I don't know, that's my personal philosophy on, on balancing music, especially when you have a music festival with more stages, like definitely check out both, you know, experience 100%. everything. But you know, obviously you're gonna be drawn 
one way or the other yeah, most of the time. Sure. So it's it's cool to be a part of multiple collectives here in San Diego yeah. just because Boogie Mob is amazing. Umbrella Friends, you know, shout out to what they got going yeah. on as well. And, um, you know, it's everyone's all tied Such up down community. here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's like, a lot of people intertwined. That's an, another reason why before I even met you, I was like hearing your name. The people Likewise. that I knew that, that I now know know you, I was like, you know, really interested in them and the way they moved and i was just like so we met through poppy yeah <laughs> alex Love that's like up. desert heart fam kind of like yeah yeah i don't even know and i yeah that was, was just it was you destined know, to be you know savvy mm-hmm. who like i haven't even yeah i've known since like 2014 Shout out Dr. 15 savvy. yeah and that's out in here because yeah. you lived around here in yeah, oceanside yeah it was when i was living <laughs> yeah it was when i was living actually in oceanside right here um I would record on on Wednesdays. Shout out Tuss. Yeah, the Upper Squadron studio Bro. in Carlsbad Village. And I, dude, I did that Yo. for like six, seven months. <sighs> Wayne Jetski, Yoga Matt. Um, Yo. Who else is over there? Yo. Oh, no. There's, a, there's some few cats there, yeah. That was one of my first homies that put together his own studio and was making money off of his own studio. Yeah, bro. That's and why I tapped in with this. I was like, yo. Y'all actually doing this. You're renting it out to like get people in here. So when I first met him, he was just recording in a closet and I had like this project out called Apartment 14. I like gave him a CD and then like the next time I like randomly ran into him, which also happened like three other times, every other time he was like progressing, progressing in the yeah. music. And then like, yeah, by the end of it, he had his own studio, like a block and a half from the ocean, like yeah. just recording. Bro, Tuss, Tuss, man, yeah, like, bro, th- those are some early. <sighs> dude, I had like different names back then. I, had, I hadn't developed like this whole Hux identity yet at that time. But yeah, bro, that was that was some like first recording shit for me was with Tuss. Like where I really started to like really think about my craft and like starting to kind of get into my own lane those are like some of the first that was like the first studio i ever went to to record and shit so like wow. that's wow. wild that you know i wonder like if yeah. we were around they see that's crazy that's wild, so like man. we've been intertwined exactly. in each other's lives for i don't know how long until we just like really met up yeah. last year and dude i'm super excited for the future because we got there's a lot of big shit coming up big man. plans yeah. and both of us do and we can just make those even bigger it's crazy bro i'm so excited about the future yeah and bro That's just great. taking it day by day tomorrow we got schlump uh Ooh. this group bass syndicate is, is throwing this schlump show and pb show. he had a fucking bowling alley that's like all oh, neon alien bass music alien bass that. Music. bro that's just gonna be hard kapoora is gonna be there shout kapoora ronnie and kevin wow. dude they're legends um Love them. they do the hip-hop bass shit and they do it nice bro they do they're it fucking live. sick they're, they're very nice. different bro and they very do everything different. live man which is so unreal like they're true they're true musicians man those boys are sick like they're fucking nice of that yeah. um so they're playing tomorrow night and yeah this bowling alley i don't know if they've done any events there or if they have i don't know what they've done but I feel like tomorrow is going to be a big-ass show. Agreed. You guys are going to be there. We've been telling mad people. Yeah, bro. There's going to yep. be a lot of people there. That's just going to be really fun. And I mean, I'm excited to see that turnout, bro. That's, that's going to be sick. In the I, middle of PB yeah. on a Saturday? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's are just going to be popping. <laughs> and I love that because Stop San Diego is primarily house music, man. 
Yeah. Everybody, everywhere you go, it's just straight house music. And so we it's nice to that. shake it up. It's nice yep. to switch it up. It's nice to get... We thank you that for fucking, your services. Uh, that uh, vibe in there, you know? <laughs> so I already said, well, we have this segment. It's the, the drip check. Um, we want to know if you're rocking anything special, any brands you want to shout out, um, head to toe, whatever it is. If you've got some rings on. Yeah, bro. I see you got a pouch on. I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, I got this little gun sling on, man. This is like a little new thing I've been rocking. Um, a guy from this company, Tote & Carry. And, bro, I have this thing on me always, and it's just comfy. I can wear jackets and shit over it. Um, with the drip check, I got my Electric State hoodie on. Shout out. Shout out, Hefe. Electric State, man. Um, that's a cool project I'm working on right now. Um, and then I'm just, bro, I'm chilling in the sweats. I got Those some Vans van slip-ons. Those are so sick. Yeah, so bro, so fire. these Vans, bro, they every every little patch of color you see is a different material. Hale's got me these for Christmas. Just wow. some swag, bro. <laughs> um, cozy. But just, bro, being cozy, man, it's like I'm so comfortable with, whoa, I'm just so in, like, a flow with you guys, and just this is just what fit, you know, to come up in here. Just on the chillest shit, of man. Of course. The we comfiest shit. Just always, cruising. Yeah, we're always feeling like that around you, bro. It's it's straight-up family vibes anytime So much love, bro. So we appreciate you coming out. Yeah, of course, boys. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, thank you for your time. I know you're you're a busy man. You always can be doing something if you're not at the beach, if you're not producing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, to have this moment is special. Definitely something I'm going to remember for when we're all, oh, yeah, bro. When we're all you know, <laughs> five years in the future. This is going to be something to be special to look back on. So <clears throat> For sure. Guys, thank you so much for having me out. Um, to anyone watching, stay tuned. We're about to drop Feng Shui. About to drop a track called Back to the Lab I got with Wasani and Lucid. Um, we got a lot of cool projects coming up, guys. There's a lot of dank music about to get dropped. And just stay tuned. Hunt Hux. Yeah, look up Hunt Hux on everything. Yo, appreciate you. Well. Yeah, man. Bless up. Going to be a big year. You. Let's go. <laughs>